I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole, hmm? You could say that. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Okay. Welcome to Team Rabbit Hole Edition 283, Jupiter Returns with Alexandra. Astrologer, artist, bohemian, Pisces. Join the team as we get to know Alexandra, a powerful woman who is a guide to the mystical practicalities of both inner and outer realities. Currently caravaning the British countryside. Ultimate destination, Portugal. Welcome and well met, Alexandra. Thank you for having me. Hello from England. Hello from my lovely camper van. <laughs> I'm doing the van cottage van. on wheels. Doesn't it have a name? Morrison. Okay. As in Jim Morrison? Or? As in van. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Three letters, wrong ones. All right. So, uh, all right, cool. We'll get into the camper stuff. I, I can't wait. Um, so something we do on the Team Rabbit Hole podcast is numerologically break down the episode number i might not do this forever actually but at the moment we're still doing it at 283 so three plus two is five plus eight and then i think is that right am i doing this right yeah so hold on uh correct four and that's the emperor card i was just like hold on i think i got this right so it's the emperor card the fourth card i lead by example the emperor card is about setting boundaries and following rules believing in the concrete world around you Focusing on action and results, holding your ground. Raphael, what card do you have? And Alexandra, if you want to pull a card or not, up to you. No pressure. I know I hadn't mentioned this before. Uh, if it's within reach, go for it. If not, just tell us what you're feeling or whatever. Raphael, tell us what you got. This is the Two of Pentacles, the Lord of Harmonious Change versatility adaptation change especially the change that brings stability to a situation or relationship and the astrological connotations are jupiter and if i'm not completely mistaken this is capricorn uh -huh. that is correct so we have you are correct two of earth so so between the emperor which is very earthy and kind of like you know square as opposed to the circular nature of the empress or whatever um and the two of pentacles does and you can pull a card if you want it looks like you're shuffling um does anything resonate or pop for you off the cusp uh yeah the number four I, I i don't know if you can see my board here you'll see the number four is very much like jupiter uh, jupiter is just kind of like a fancy number four um and of course that's a big big part of my life jupiter my company is called jupiter returns I just had my Jupiter return, my north node's ruled by Jupiter. I'm a Pisces and we're in Pisces season and Jupiter rules Pisces. Um, so yeah, loads of Jupiter and number four stuff going on there. And um, and uh, Raphael pulled Capricorn. The two of pentacles. Two of pentacles, which is also Jupiter and Capricorn. 
Jupiter and Capricorn, okay, right, yeah. I mean, the Capricorn thing is perfect because we have Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn and is just about to go into Pisces um, in a few days time. We're kind of feeling some real strong Capricornian Saturnian vibes uh, in life at the moment as it finishes off uh, going through Aquarius. So um, yeah, I'm not surprised those two those two archetypes are very present right now. Um, what have son, you got in your hands, by the way? What is your I, card? It was oh, the nine. Even... Of, it was the nine of swords. Actually. Oh, but you didn't like it. <laughs> You're like, put it back. Put it back. It's okay. Uh, well, it's a little descriptive of kind of what we've been going through. Not nightmares exactly, but it's like, holy shit! Uh, how much? <laughs> what is really going on here? We've had technical difficulties. We're actually doing this in a manner that we don't normally do, which is on Zoom. But whatever, we're we're winging it and making it work. Um, if you want to pull another card, you can. But if you want to just say that was it, I hear that too. Okay. To the second, second choice is the Queen of Swords. <laughs> okay. All right. The witty raconteur, not really raconteur, more like uh, the Ice Queen cliche kind of thing. But uh, you are the knowledgeable woman, bringing us you know the information that we doth seek. Um, uh I'd like to you know the lady who knights the british <laughs> queen that knights the knights will be your squires so um i'm rather anti-monarchist actually but perfect well I there's a new pretend. monarchy coming in yeah yeah we can get into that i mean i shit yeah i wouldn't know how it feels obviously uh rafael might i don't know if austria has a king or queen i don't really know i, I mean once like upon a time they you did. mean yeah <laughs> yeah right i, I was like I, I don't follow this shit that that's great for like american you know PR in terms of education system, no. Technically, of course, we don't have a monarchy anymore. But that's if I start talking about this, I'll go down the rabbit hole too quickly. So, but no, officially we have a what is it called? A, a, a republic. Republic. Yeah. A republic, and yeah, with um, how do you call it? Not vicarious uh, representation. You know, representation by parliament, what everyone else has. You know, two chambers, cool. one chancellor too many ministers and I've always <laughs> some strange uh, figures in the back that no one even knows about you know so as a very everyone. emperor card anyway so uh alexandra i'm kind of curious and you can be as long-winded or as short-winded as you'd like because i know you're chomping at the bit to get into astrology of the moment um but who art thou like uh i know you're from england i'm not even sure where you were you know born and raised and what kind of culture you grew up in and how did you turn on to astrology and magic and uh, herbal remedies and all this stuff that I know you for. Uh, the, 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 uh, we can get into it later. The, your art, I wasn't even aware of the art stuff. I was like, oh shit, she draws like yantras that are, I guess, astrologically informed. They are. They're not. That's not my own creative work. Uh, the whatever. Work that I do is placing them together. And um, so a yantra, it's kind of like a visual representation of a mantra. It carries the same kind of energetic frequency. Um, but in picture form rather than in the form of words. Um, but astrologically, you can you can, you can have yantra that represent each of the planets. So you can use yantra to work with clients in a particular transit or if you're struggling with the energies of a particular planet. But also just uh, placing them in what's called the Navagraha yantra, which is the nine the the, the yantra of nine um, planets uh, in in a way that everything lines up to nines. Um, and it harmonizes the frequency of all the planets, but the artwork itself isn't my own work. I, I would love that. It's all good. 
Uh, oh, I was, that's why I was like, oh shit, she's an artist. And I said artist in the beginning. I guess not at that level, but that's okay. You're still cool as well. I just like to so, provide tools for people because so often like astrology is a thing where it's like, okay, so you're going to go through this for the next two years. Um, and it can be helpful um, for people to have some tools with which to, to do the work with. And, and that's one of the ones that I like. I'm a very creative person. I'm a Pisces. I've got lots of Pisces energy. So um, yeah. Slippery when wet as they say so <laughs> i'm kind of wondering like okay tell, are you a, a southern english person what kind, do you have brothers and sisters i mean we don't have to go into their names and birthdays but it's like what kind of culture are you coming from and how have you broken away from it kind of how have you been um, individuating that kind of stuff yeah i mean individuating is uh quite a big deal really so i was born in the north of england up north it's um everyone everyone thinks that it's uh, kind of grim and hard and <laughs> a bit depressing up north <laughs> in england um yeah i'm a northerner and we're kind of a bit more tough up there you know people up north in england sort of call the southerners softies because it's warm down here <laughs> i've seen game um, of thrones i know i know the cliches it's like yes. ned stark versus whatever the lannisters or whatever very different kind of vibes Yes, I'm a wilding, I think. Um, so yeah, a little bit more uh, real. There's a thing, there's a thing I notice wherever I travel in the world, and it's wherever there is a particular amount of hardship, environmentally, culturally, whatever, it tends to equal nicer people. Um, sure. Obviously, I'm biased. <laughs> um, but if you go to a country where there's more poverty, you will find that people are typically just a little bit more open hearted, a little bit more warmer um, because there's a, a need for, um, you know, support from each other that little bit more. Um, so you, you tend to or I found on my travels in life and throughout the world that um, when you go to places where there's a lot of privilege and, and life is very comfortable, thank you very much, then there's there's more boundaries. Um, between people there's less of an open-hearted connection um so i moved from the north of england to the south of england during my first jupiter return so you have a jupiter return about every 12 years mm -hmm. and when i was 12 we moved from the north to the south and it was a huge huge shock to the system for me culturally because i was coming from a place in the north of england where everyone's kind of quite warm and open and friendly and sort of plonked into um, very kind of conservative, um, more of a kind of like a capitalist kind of everything's the about. The emperor card, the queen of swords, more. Yeah, for sure. Uh, where the south of England is just a little bit more focused on, you know, material accomplishments and, and those kinds of things because possibly because there's more opportunity for that really. Um, and, and there's, there's less need to be worrying about the other things because they're taken care of, right? So, right. Um, so it, was, it was a difficult transition for me to go through that. That made me feel a little bit alienated, which is kind of typical, really, I think, of, of Pisces. We can feel like we don't quite, <laughs> we didn't want to really be out there in public. <laughs> um, there should be a special comfy kind of place where we can all just hang out and, and the bottom just, of the ocean yeah. i guess or something in the octopus's uh, garden <laughs> exactly there we go i could have thought of that but i didn't i don't know how um 
so you you made the cultural shift. I mean, were you raised with a religious kind of thought process, or were they atheistic uh, more, or how, how? What was the information coming into your little head about what is reality? Oh, what is reality was very, very Saturnian, very Capricornian, um, and it's a really, really interesting topic right now with especially with mercury going into pisces literally as we make this it's like what even is reality but in terms of what is presented to us as the culturally accepted norm um if we're looking at reality from that point of view then it was very much you know work capricorn you know acquire the house the garden the dog the kids the da 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 and then you've made it you are a success in life um and uh that just didn't didn't sit really well with me from a very early age it's like what really that's that's what so you're just naturally countercultural, basically well it just didn't just didn't seem to make sense to me um because it's kind of like well what's the point in that like what is the point and and this is the question that that we ask with Pisces, um, what is the point? What are we here for? What's the meaning to all of this? Pisces tries to ascribe meaning to things. Um, and so, yeah, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me, but I, I didn't have a particularly um, strong sense of self. And so, and this has been part of my journey and still is really. Um, so I just kind of conformed, you know, this is the thing with the mutable signs of which Pisces is one, we do mutate. We will just, you know, morph ourselves into fitting into whatever container we have been placed within. Um, the shadow potentially also of going with the flow. It's just like, I'll go along to get along. We're going to make it. It's not quite Libra stuff, but it's like, all right, I'll, I'll go where the uh, least path of resistance is probably kind of vibes more. Um, yeah, it's like there's, there's no stability, there's no fixity to who I am and what I am. So if something provides that, it kind of feels like a reassurance and a safety. Um, but, you know, there's the shadow side of being kept safe is actually that you're being restricted from, from growing and discovering um, anything else. Oof, I hear that one loud and clear. Unfortunately, it's like, oh, yes, comfort zones are helpful to a point. Um, so when you <laughs> went down there, you were 12. I mean, what was the music scene like? What was culturally kind of going on? Were you aware? I mean, I don't know oh, if it was like a Beatles astrolog- era or Zeppelin or whatever. Yeah, I mean, my astrological twin is Kurt Cobain, which is a bit tragic. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I was born in the mid-70s, so I was doing the, the whole Pearl Jam, grunge, Nirvana thing. Um, but also... flannels. Sorry. The kilts from the flannel, uh, the, the American kilt, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There was a bit of kilt wearing with Dr. Martens and all of that good stuff. Yeah. I mean, Eddie Vedder was like, you know, my absolute hero. Still is actually. He's a great guy. <laughs> um, but yeah. So a lots and lots and lots of music. This is a Piscean thing, right? It's a Neptunian thing um, that we love music and anything creative and anything really that helps us to communicate on a soul level that's what music does right it doesn't matter what language anyone in the world speaks this one piece of music can unite everyone's emotions in the same way 
Um, so it's this very special soul level language. So I, I, I adore music. Um, so lots of different things. I'm Gemini Moon, I'm Gemini South Node. So variety is the spice of life, as you know, Jim, being a double Gemini. <laughs> that I do. Um, well, it's funny. Okay, so I mean, I'm 37 now. So I mean, I grew up on the kind of tail end of grunge, but I get it. Uh, you know, Rage Against the Machine, all that stuff. It depends because yes. early night, it, it's so much shit happened in like five years between like 90, we'll say 92, 91, 90, like Pearl Jam, all that stuff was part, kind of popping around then. And by the end of the millennium, it's like Daft Punk, Eminem, uh, or the, you know, right at the 99, not the end of the millennium. It, that was the end of the millennium. Um, in any event, lots of weird <laughs> shit happening. So you were acquiring um, culture, like everybody, I guess, in a kind of uh, questioning the emperor card way. Like, it seems like grunge was kind of an answer to conformity in some way. Um, so I'm just trying to kind of piece together, when did you start getting into astrology and, and magic and tarot and all that stuff? Well, um, I, I, I would call the moon my particular gateway drug into the world of astrology. Um, and it is for many people in actual fact. So around about 14, like my Saturn opposition, I went through a period of having really, really serious insomnia. And, um, and it, there, was, there seemed to be a pattern to it. And this is essentially all astrology is, is like working out these patterns. Um, and I, I finally twigged that, um, yeah, it was every time there was a full moon, I just, couldn't sleep for like three nights straight and um yeah my Ge gemini moon and my gemini south node just wanted to work out well, well why is this um i also coincidentally have palace athena the asteroid palace on my sun conjunct my sun and that's known as the as the astrologer's asteroid because mm. it gets really really good at working out patterns of things and working out things so i just worked out this pattern that it was coming up with the full moon and then that made me really, really interested in the moon and the sky and more mysterious things. Um, and I, I had a real affinity for it. Um, and, uh, but unfortunately I didn't credit it as being, you know, something that was proper. It's like, this is something doable. This is just a hobby kind of thing. I mean, that's how the culture definitely looked at astrology largely back in the nineties. I mean, now it's kind of like, people are realizing what it is and being, uh, more or less, you know, millennials Gen Zers or whatever, like, yes, TikTok, all this shit. Um, but back then, yeah. I don't know. I think people were more I grew up aware. The internet, so, you know, exactly. It was like maybe newspapers said make your sun sign, but it's like, that's not astrology. As you know, that's like the tip of the iceberg, the icing on the cake, um, not the meat of the thing. So yeah. you started kind of grokking it naturally. Um, was there a point at which you were like, Oh, I mean, it might be later on, but like, what, what were you trying? Okay. So astrology is one informer. What were some of the other informers in your worldview? Were you like, all right, I think I was this in a past life. So I'm going to go to India or like, how did you, how are you processing reality? There's no wrong answer, obviously. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think, uh, life will ultimately push you in a way. I mean, it's all, it's, when you're talking to an astrologer, obviously we use astrology to kind of like give context to everything essentially. And my life path is a Scorpio rising is one of a continuous regenerative process of going through crisis and being the Phoenix that rises from the ashes. And there's been 
you know, lots of, of challenging times in my life where I've had to do that, like literally just like burn it down and start again, essentially, but come out stronger and clearer. Um, How so, alchemical. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Alchemy. Yeah. And um, so you have these experiences in life and, and you go, there, it, there's something about Pluto and Scorpio energy that just knows there's something more, there's something hidden here, there's something under the surface. And so I was never really into just taking the surface, taking things at, at surface level, face value, right. essentially. It's like, nah, come on, what's behind that? Like, wh where's the so root? You're talking about Scorpio, Alexandra, just that I understand it correctly, which is your Scorpio aspect? Because I know many are sharing the Pluto Scorpio aspect as a generational theme. But probably yeah, in your well, case, it's, it's other. Libra. She's going to kill you, Raphael. <laughs> Not kidding. I'm Scorpio rising. So my ascendant is Scorpio. I also have um, moon and south node in the eighth house. And the eighth house carries quite a Scorpio vibe to it. And I've got some, some pretty strong placements to Pluto in my chart as well. So there's a lot of Pluto. I'm kind of like Pluto and Neptune. Um, which is a pet project I want to do sometime because can I just say about this while it's in my head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Um, we don't lose it. So talking about depth and wanting to get like really, really deep with things, like Pluto is the one that tends to typically want to get right into like finding out, like doesn't matter what horror show is down there. It's like I want to get into the roots. Um, because it's the furthest out into space, right? So it's it's right at the end of the solar system as we know it it's the furthest out. So the deeper a planet is in space, the deeper within you it has an effect. But from time to time, actually, the orbit of Neptune and Pluto cross so that Neptune, for very, very short occasional periods of time, is actually further out into space than, than Pluto from the sun. I did not um, know that. How yeah. often is that cycle? Like every not 200 very. years or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so there's like a group of people around the 80s and I, I'd love to do a project sometime working out like what's the difference in that particular group of people like these two planets must come through uh, in a, in a I'm going to harangue you about this project so don't think I'll let it slide. I'm going to be like yo <laughs> get on it because psychological like psychoanalysis of kind of uh, the manifestations of these things is one of the things that I think is so powerful about astrology which you mm. um, you've read my chart before and I was kind of ripping through some life events uh haphazardly and, and you made a lot of sense of them um i wouldn't say it was how would i put it i was convinced um but people have to get readings to kind of get the gist um but it, it felt like you know when the shoe fits kind of thing it wasn't it didn't feel like i was i was forcing it it was like oh this crazy weird uh you know event happened and these are the circumstances and you made a lot of sense of it um what part of the 80s like what who would that be affecting I do you know off the top of my head I can't remember what the it's it's a very Word. it's like 20 years but yeah it's definitely right. a project that I will focus on at some point because it's like the great white I've sharks lived, I've lived <laughs> through this time you know this is this is really important it, it's it's crazy things like when you think of our souls which is what we're talking about with Pluto and Neptune we're talking soul level we're talking about beyond this particular incarnation um yeah, transpersonal if, kind of stuff yeah absolutely um, you know, it's it's really, really, it's really deep. 
um, it goes beyond this lifetime. And so you're dealing with aspects of yourself that it takes a long, long time to get to know, you know, who you are through life and to recognize these little hidden things of you that you just get these tiny, teeny little glimpses of. But when you come into the big transit, you see Jim, you're coming, you're on the cusp. You see when Pluto goes into Aquarius um, very, very soon, you're going to start your Pluto square. And um, Enjoy. and then it's going to be good. I hope. It I'm so somber be. and serious these days and like much more jaded and dark than I have been for probably my whole life. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what to expect, but I will obviously be in inquiring about that kind of stuff with you kind of often um i want to get to the astrology and stuff so let's just kind of rip ahead a little bit like okay you grew up in the kind of grunge stuff you were in the scene to whatever extent um were you smoking weed and tripping and stuff or were you like a sober clam how did you deal with consciousness alterations as a neptunian kind of plutonian well i mean this is one of the things with with pisces energy it's unboundaried okay it's it's incredibly receptive because there is, we're talking about before, it not really having a form and it taking on the form of whatever is around it. It's because it's it's known for having a lack of boundaries. Um, I tend to equate it to watercoloring. It's like everybody else is like oil painting and then Pisces yeah, is like yeah. watercolor where it's got form, but not exactly. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I, I get you. Um, and so if you think of the glyph of Pisces, like a quick Pisces lecture, you have two fish and they're swimming in opposite directions, but they're tethered together. And so Pisces, it's the last month of the astrological year before we hit the equinox and we start the new year again. So it's endings, it's, it's finishing up. And it's where we are most aware of the fact that we have a spiritual side to us. We're not just the meat suit, right? The meat suit belongs in Aries where, we, where our spirit enters the body of the human form and we become this human being and so Pisces knows there's this horrible limitation of, of being in the human 3D incarnate kind of space it's like it knows I am of source I am of God I am limitless being of you know complete um oneness with all of the universe i am he as you are me and we are all together kind of vibes yeah there's the big melting like, pot at the end of the rainbow or whatever yeah so it, it knows there's a knowing of that and we all have pisces in our chart you know this isn't just about pisces we're all all 12 signs um mm. but it's trapped it's like it's encased in this body that just says wow hang on a second there young lady there's limits. <laughs> um, and so there's this, there's this frustration, you know, um, there's a, 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 a real challenge around, around having to face the 3D reality of life and all of the limitations that we have. So there's a, a need to want to escape from that. You know, Pisces ruled by Neptune as well as Jupiter and Neptune is considered to be the higher octave of, of Venus. Right. So it's why it's so creative, um, but it's it's unconditional love, and so there's a naivety to Pisces that can end up being a victim, in that it just assumes that everyone understands that we're all connected and we should all really just love each other, right? And then right. we get plonked on Earth, you know, <laughs> especially at this time, and it's like, oh fuck, like no one actually, this really the roses is have thorns. What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. 
I got screwed over somewhere here. <laughs> it's I like took I the wrong to turn. Home. Why am I here? Yeah. So I have to get home. I have to get home. And how we do that is we we bypass reality. We escape reality. So we get high and we drink and we meditate and all kinds of different ways that people um, escape reality just to just to feel because it's just it's just hard and seems to be getting harder. Um, I mean, in the positive polarity of that, it's lubrication for life. It's a, it's a real raw deal, and it's like lube doesn't hurt sometimes. So there's there's a there's a place for it, I guess. But then I think Pisces, my Mars and Mercury are uh, in twelfth house, depending on what system we use. And so yeah. rambling and drug use, and I don't even want to get into my shit. But um, yeah, I don't so think, it's not, to it's answer not, your question, yes, yeah. I drugs from an you early dabbled. Day. <laughs> yeah, it was the rave scene as well, you know, we, like house music was a big, big thing. And we were still like having the illegal raves and, you know, getting text messages on the very, very, very earliest of mobile phones and Nokia brick. <laughs> oh, I know those. I'm aware. Um, you know, there was no it's Google Maps. <laughs> oh no that was the funniest thing printing out like map quest or whatever i mean like all right how do i get there yeah like there was you're right on the edge but there's people i mean there's a time when people like had to use straight up maps like like yeah, a real map, map. Yeah, yeah, yeah and i'm like i no thank you that's a little too much effort here <laughs> to deliver a pizza or something it's like good luck you've got to be like robin hood and know the whole woods or whatever um but so somehow you, you kinda, all of these convoys of of vehicles filled with people on mushrooms and ecstasy was like managing to have a really amazingly good time um and not cause any problems to anyone like it was just about love of music and the unif the, the feeling of being in that space with other people and just forgetting about reality for a while and just celebrating the spirit of oneness and love that you know like it, that was what it was all about essentially yeah, um, heaven on earth kind of heaven is a place on earth it's like it is a drug infested rave is one of the more heavenly realms you can manifest here i would say i've been to a few it, not many uh and, and, and only on acid really <laughs> well that's a whole different ball game i think um probably <laughs> yeah but but that's really what what the the early 90s was all about really it was kind of like i think it was the the last time it was really real like it felt like to me anyway it feels like that was when shit was really really real because and and this is interesting we, with saturn just finishing up sorry i'm gonna bring everything back to this no moment. always go anywhere you want with this that's the point with um you go down rabbit holes <laughs> all right well with saturn just finishing up in aquarius like this has been the saturn return of the internet of the World Wide Web, like the World Wide Web was created 30 years ago. Um, and so I was a teenager when it when it came out, when it was first in its like infancy. And so the Saturn return is typically happens to people between age 28 and 30, when you're really like life is saying, right, you're grown up now, right? <laughs> like you can speed bump. The, it's the border patrol. They're like, where's your ID? Are you supposed to yeah. be here? Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Kind of, yeah, yeah uh, the fun times like that you actually have to do some work and you have to have some responsibilities and da 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 so when we have these saturn cycles there's a it's like the karmic consequences it's like here you go so we've gone through um the saturn return of the world wide web in the last couple of years and we've had this 
oh, we need, we realize now that what we didn't realize at the time was if you put something on the internet, it's there forever. <laughs> it's like, there's consequences to this shit. Um, and so now Saturn is saying, oh, okay, right, we need police, we need fact checkers, and we need, you know, all these regulations about what you can say, what you can't say, and we're struggling to find our way with an appropriate level of um, policing, I would say, or, or respect for this incredible technology that, you know, it's easy to forget, you know, it, it's not really been around that long, but now it's completely dominating life we've allowed it to dominate life before we've even really got to grips with it i think totally i know it's um in a uh marshall McLuhan kind of sense it's like an externalization of our neural neurological system so we that's why we're in a kind of age of anxiety because we're starting to see who we really are whether it's you know pixar's inside out or psychoanalysis kind of being popular and psychedelics and astrology the internet makes it very accessible. Um, but then you get like, oh, you need three identifications to prove you're who you are. And I mean, there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of gate, a lot of gatekeeping, even tonight with all the technology. It's like Jesus Christ. So um, so yeah, we can keep talking about astrology. I know you want to shift there and I, I don't mind. No, I'm just trying to get in all the life, like the highlights. Raphael, did you want to say okay, something? Okay, so the I'll highlights go like this. I'll give uh -oh, you the here we go. Drive by shooting. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I conform. I'm a Pisces with a poor sense of self. And uh, I, I try and do the right thing. Um, and, uh, and so I just do the norm, right? I marry uh, a guy, I go to university, I get a job in financial services, I work in banking, and it's all quite hideous. It's all very soul crushing. Mm. But I don't really understand that concept. Um, my upbringing was very much, go. I went to a Church of England school, we went to church on a on a sunday in a christian church on a sunday go to um sunday school all that kind of jazz check the boxes kind of thing yeah yeah which to me just felt like ju inauthentic just, <laughs> inauthentic but also i i just i have you know spidey senses and scorpio go along um and i just found that the more props something needs to prop it up, then the more weak it is. So mm. when when there has to be like fancy dress costumes and uh, you, you know, like um, judges wear certain outfits and religious people wear certain outfits and all of this, it's all, it's all kind of like, well, it, you shouldn't need any of that. Like the integrity of what you, the message that you need to put out into the world should speak for itself if it's strong enough. This is what Saturn tries to do. It tries to create integrity and make things strong and lasting. Um, and so immediately um, it struck me as like, wow, there's a lot of stuff going on here. That's Pomp and circumstance, a lot of pageantry. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Culture's weird lot, like that. And a lot <laughs> I mean, of even the Plato shirts were fucking uh outfit you know it's like nobody's guilt-free of this like uh, hari krishnas have a uniform or whatever right so it's like okay it goes every which way monkeys we're monkeys strange monkeys are we um anyway i didn't mean to cut you off uh keep going yeah and so um but a lot of the they're like the brain i'm very sensitive to words my my gemini moon my gemini south node in the eighth house um i'm kind of sensitive to words and the power of words and the power of information and uh yeah the whole like being 
given a sheet of words that you have to say when the guy says something and you have to say it back to them. And so this is surely, this is just like brainwashing. It is. Um, so it, it never really sat well with me. It never seemed to be particularly authentic. It certainly isn't something that I see, you know, like people walking their talk that are going to church in my personal experience. Um, so I was just kind of like, well, you know, none of this really makes sense to me. Life didn't really make sense for a very, very long time. So I just went with the flow, as you say, shadow side of Pisces, I'll just go along. Um, and then basically I got very, very ill because I got very stressed, like the pressure of working in financial services, just as Pluto was coming through Sagittarius around the time of the 9-11, uh, the Twin Towers attack and things like this. And there was this huge bubble in financial services that was you know expanding and expanding and then there was a huge crash um and that's sort of that's where i crashed too um because it was like the pressure of like unethical behavior um for me personally that i i found that i was pressured to 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 be a part of in in the given job um was just creating so much internal pressure in me that i just kind of exploded and I ended up actually um I had a I had chronic fatigue syndrome I still do actually my mom has that or had that at one point oh so yeah. I've heard of it I get it it's uh it's just like everything has to stop the outside world has to stop and I was bed bound I was in bed mostly for about three years um this was my Pluto square actually Jim <laughs> Oh, joy. See, I told you, I was like, I don't know, man, but I don't know. Squares aren't fun. I mean, I get you can launch, but it's like it's through an atmosphere still or whatever. Um, anyway, so you had three so years bedbound. Yeah, bedbound, like no TV. I couldn't read. I couldn't have light. I couldn't. Kurt Cobain it. mode, fully engaged, yeah. minus the yeah. guitar. <laughs> and it's like, so there is you and your thoughts and all of your shit. And you are going to stew in it and you cannot distract yourself from it you, that's it you can't move you can't do anything um and so that's gonna that's gonna force like the mother of all dark nights of the soul on you um which it did and that was wonderful um on the other side of it because i was just like you know i worked a lot of stuff out about myself um i worked a lot of stuff out about astrology and the need that we have to have a meaning to our life like it's really important and I considered all of the things that people use to give meaning to their life and how to lots of people that's enough but to me it wasn't enough and I needed more so that's really where I started my journey with astrology and I discovered actually through Facebook um, that I had a, an auntie who I'd, I hadn't seen since I was two years old didn't remember her Anyway, she's other side of the world in Tasmania. She was an astrologer though her whole life and I didn't even know and she's written many books. Um, and uh, we, we reconnected and, and thankfully that was enough to give me almost like permission, like some validation that actually this can be a way of life. She lectured in, in university on astrology and it really just gave me... Um, you know the thumbs up to say actually not all grown-ups think that this is not quite right you know <laughs> That's um, what's, up. what's her name yeah. just out of curiosity i mean are we allowed to know who this yeah. author is 
she her name is Linda Reed. She's uh, about to have her Uranus return. She's uh, in her mid eighties and still like I mean she's retired now, but you know um, I'm still really kicking. I'm sorry. Still kicking. She's still here. Kicking, yeah, and I and I have her books, and it's beautiful, and it's very validating because you know I have Aquarius fourth house, so I've never really, I've always been black sheep of the family kind of thing. Um, so it was really, really nice to be able to reconnect with her. So that have and, and you know these synchronicities just all show up around the same time, and then like when you start getting validating events of the astrology, when you start getting really deep into it. And you get like things in real life like validate it you're just like that's it there's 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 no denying that this this is a thing <laughs> and i you're love it you're not a gemini so you're not i mean you have the gemini moon but overthinking it you can be like yes but yes but i don't know if pisces struggle with that maybe you're just like yes and more all of it yay um but think, yeah no like, I'm, I'm really i'll see the clock it's 11 11 and i'm like yeah okay like i'm jaded to it now it's like i don't i'm not like oh an angel number you know i'm not there right now personally i'm not saying it's not true uh but no, I, I mean it's, it's a, a weird mode it gets lumped in with a lot of that more woo kind of stuff but it's just so precise and what gemini loves as i'm sure you know is precision it's like Sagittarius, the Jupiter realm, which is like the opposite to Gemini, that's all just like, oh, I just believe, I just know, you know, this is my philosophy, you know, um, there is a God. It's like, we'll prove it. No one can prove there's a God, right? Um, but half the world's belief in that, like most of the world probably believe there's a God. It's like, we'll prove it. And we, they can't. Gemini needs like show the workings out show me the instruction book like tell me how this works I need to know the nitty-gritty and so and, and combined with with Pluto that wants to get underneath the surface of things um you know I would never kind of like consider this credit you know I wouldn't give it credit if it, it didn't really really stack up um I it's hear just you so a thousand precise. percent you no, know, I mean, yeah, it's like it's one of those things where, um, I mean, if you if you have eyes to see, you see it. Uh, I'm I'm not a doubter at this point. It's just like, what does it mean? I guess it's the best way sometimes because some psychedelics really help. Uh, actually, because you'll be like, oh my gosh, I see it all. Um, but I haven't tripped in a while, and I don't smoke or drink right now, so no lubrication. Uh, so I'm a little like, ah, whatever. But even today, I was reading something, and I was like, oh, we've had a um master mason on that's a DJ that I met, and he came on, and I was like, oh, I should talk to him again as I word the word mason like but it wasn't about freemasons it's like something you know the masonry was falling down or whatever in the book and i was like okay say six uh it's just like well interesting maybe i should hit him up yeah um all right so am i tripping or did you not literally clearly um am i wrong in assuming that you've been to india or you were initiated into some kind of lineage or how what what's up with that no, that's not me, lovely. I'm, I'm not. Well, then to... I am wrong, wrong, wrong. I don't know why. Maybe all the Triantra stuff, and I was like, I'm oh, curry. she probably gets this culture. <laughs> yeah, curry's dope. I love it. Green curry, red curry. All right, screw that. Uh, I haven't even been to India. I guess you haven't either. So one day, but um, I haven't. But and and actually, I have sat in my ninth house. So long distance travel has been has been a struggle. Limited. For me, yeah. Um, but I'm hoping to. Of... I'm hoping to become an immigrant very soon and uh and go and live in distant shores um i had said in the little intro portugal like is that uh, uh 
is that a hope or like an idea? Like, how would I put it? Are you like, I want to go buy land there, or are you more like, I want to go visit and see what's anything other than England? Like, what's your mode? There is a little bit of anything other than England right now. I have to say, <laughs> things aren't right. getting. They, they're not moving in a direction that I feel is representative of what I would want from a home space, put it that way. Um, right. I, I'm a big fan of, of nature and of natural rhythms and cycles, which is what astrology taps into perfectly. And I find that the more time I spend in nature, the healthier and happier as a person I am. And the disconnect that we have from nature in so, so many ways, in, in ways that people aren't even aware of, just our calendar and, and our, how our culture is, is, is just so counter natural. It's just not natural. We, we don't naturally have New Year in the middle of Capricorn. And, you know, it's just crazy things. Um, so I want to um, live more in sync with nature and natural rhythms um i struggle with too much of the digital realm and things really are progressing quite rapidly now over here um down that that kind of digital ai road um totally we're well aware of it chat gpt and everything it's like we are entering new turf here it seems with uh, pluto entering aquarius a lot of transformation um through the sciences or whatever. All right. So I guess we got a good drive by of who you are. Um, so tell us about, I mean, anything you want to talk about, the conscious is yours. If you wanted to address specific, uh, you know, aspects what's, of today. Well, what's or... your journey with astrology? Cause you kind of have oh. you off the bus a little bit along with, along with giving up the drugs and stuff for a while. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you could look at my chart and understand why I was all gung ho about a lot of things for a few years. Um, I mean, even like in Australia, I, we started the podcast kind of more. That was um, right at the Pluto-Saturn conjunction in 2020. And then I got back to America and it was like COVID and that kind of shut some stuff down. Got engaged to a Brit, but didn't meet her. You know, that whole scene. Um, it was just levels of fingers being slammed to the door. It's how it feels like, constantly. So it's like, if I reach for something, it's just like, nope, no. And it's like, I wasn't even, it's like, isn't this normal? So I'm not, I, I've given, uh, I'm trying to think I've done more, some tarot readings lately and Oracle card stuff, not so much astrology. I, I think what hit me at one point, probably in 2021, um, ironically, my fiance at the time, who was a Scorpio rising as well, Mars and Scorpio, all sorts of weird shit. Um, she Scorpio <laughs> moon. Yeah. A lot of fun. Uh, her Venus, or my <laughs> Venus was conjunct her Pluto, I think. Oh, it was just, that's it was not strong. fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still kind of like, what the fuck, even though, you know, I moved on. But um, so there was a, I got a reading from somebody who was on the podcast, Maroon Matu at one point, and she was doing a draconic chart. And I just started pulling back Gemini mode. And I was like, so I already know there's, um, you know, Egyptian and Chinese and Mayan. And like, there's all these filters through which we can perceive reality. They're real, but are they true? And I just started kind of getting jaded at that level where I'm like, you know, anybody can kind of take a song and make a world out of it, which is one of the beautiful things of the human mind and imagination and capacity. But, it, mm -hmm. um, you know, we can get very invested in Tiger Woods and golf. It's like golf is a, a simula simulated reality. You see what I mean? It's like it's not true ultimately in some sense. It might reflect levels of reality. You see what I'm saying? So it's not that I got turned off. I think I just overdosed on it and... uh mm -hmm. And I didn't, 
yeah, I, I didn't really get initiated properly. It was more just like a cornucopia of stuff. Like Raphael, I mean, he was a large part of this, and I'm not even complaining, but it was like, oh my gosh, Bashar and Channeling. Oh my gosh, Carl Jung. Oh my gosh, Terrence McKenna. Oh my gosh, LSD. Oh my gosh, Astrology. Oh my gosh, Tarot. Oh my gosh, Alchemy. You know, it's like all at once. And, I, and at some point, I was just like, I don't know who I am. I know a lot of ideas. I have my fingers in a lot of pies, but I don't feel like I'm getting fed. So I've kind of just like backed off a few things. But Astrology can't go away. Like, it's one of those things. Um, I don't feel actually qualified enough. I, I think I'm good as a beginner. Like I can make intro to astrology fun for people. And I think that's about it. But people like you, Jim and I, Brett, we've had some, you know, professional astrologers on Kaipacha. It's like, I haven't read all this stuff. I couldn't get into it. I can re retain it like certain data. Sure. But then it's like, um, I don't see it as the whole story the way you do, uh, particularly. So I, that was a long winded bullshit answer, but it's like, I love astrology. It's not on, it's, it's real. Um, but then I'm just also like, what does that mean? How do I apprehend it? I mean, you know, I would say the real, best, but... yeah, I would say like the best way to do it is to look back because you helped me with that. Actually, that's when it started wake. Like we talked two or three months ago, I think. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And I was just li listing off whatever, like my first sexual encounter. Oh, my voice cracked during that. Great. Uh, my first sexual <laughs> encounter kind of thing, or, you know, the breakup or any of these things, my mental health, I went nuts at one point and, uh, you were you were ta the taxonomy of what you were doing to it was so readily apparent that I didn't, I didn't feel like I could deny it at that. You know, it's like, all right, look, I, I can overthink this maybe, but I can't deny this. So, um, yeah, it's real folks. <laughs> it, like is, it, or not. it is real, but, and this is the thing I never bother really wasting my energy trying to convince anyone of it because you can't, it's like, you'll yeah. experience it. If your soul needs it, and that's that's it essentially like whatever our soul's growth objective in this particular incarnation is one way or another it will take you there right it, you're going right. to find the answers to whatever is the puzzle that you're working on and for me at this in this particular incarnation not only is astrology wonderful for me to work out my own shit but i just love helping other people and I love empowering people because I have like, my, my son is my skip step because they call it an evolutionary astrology. So it just means that I'm really, really having to work on my sense of self. And so I'm really into trying to empower other people because I've become very aware of how I have been disempowered. Um, and this is literally the most empowering tool because we're so, totally nuanced like there are well, there's eight billion people on the planet or however many there are and we're all totally totally different and there isn't another single kind of approach to making some sense of all of this chaos that is our life that that approaches people as unique individuals and says well yeah i mean even twins even twins will have a different birth chart their ascendant is going to be different the moon could change signs you know um no two birth charts are the same um it's the only thing that's really really going to speak to you as an absolute unique individual and give you the guidance that you need for that so it's massively empowering and i feel so I, have a, I have one or two questions that are random and if rafa if you have any questions feel free to ask obviously so do you look at um these as um perennial philosophies like eternal truths like we're cro magnons dealing with aries and aquarius energy or is this 
a projection of where consciousness is at for our species now where we're playing with you know the tool is shaping the people shaping the tool is it a feedback loop kind of thing that doesn't make it less true but it's like how do you see what i'm saying sometimes i wonder that it's like all right was yeah. you, you know because i mean, I mean so it depends on presuppositions Go ahead. yeah so there would be two sides to that one is the idea of truth uh, which is the Sagittarian Jupiterian kind of concept. The Sagittarius is the truth seeker. Like I want to know what it's all about. Like what are we all here for and stuff. Um, and the first thing I would say about Sagittarius is it's a mutable sign, right? It's a sign. The mutable signs are signs that want to change. Like the fixed signs stay stay the same. Cardinal signs make something happen. Mutable signs, yeah, that's choppy changey. So truth then is is not um truth is a process truth is a journey um which is another part of jupiter's dis long distance travel and taking a, a broader perspective on things so truth is not when when you when you've come to a conclusion this is a fact this is a truth you stopped the process of learning and i think that comes from our ego it's a you know it's like a conclusion is the end of learning. It's just saying, I know enough now. That's it. <laughs> I don't I don't need to know anything more. And that's not really in the spirit of the expansive quality of Jupiter or the mutability of Sagittarius or Pisces. They're like, oh, hang on a second. Maybe there's more. Maybe I don't know it all right now. Maybe the more I know, the more I am aware that I don't know, actually, and I need to just keep going. And the more I go, the more there is to know. And then you go into overwhelm like you did with astrology. Um, yeah, the map just became too broad and there was too many maps overlapping where I was like, I don't know how helpful this is. And it, it was just where I was at. I mean, there was a whole lot of things going on. So it wasn't so much astrology yeah. failed me. It was more like, wow, okay. if, you, uh, if you listen to 12 tone music, it's hard to pick out the tune or, you know, whatever. It's like that. It was just an overload of data. And I was just like, all right, I got to kind of fast a little um, more. Well, that's what Gemini can do. Because like I said, you know, Gemini sits opposite Sag. And Gemini's like, right, give me the details. Give me the facts. Give me the figures. Give me the data. The true or false. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Black and, and it's white like, thinking. Yeah. If I get enough information, if I read enough books, if I know enough stuff, then I will have the answers. Then I will have the truth. And it's like, no, you, you've got to, do something with the information you have to go out there into life and have an adventure and explore and test it out and see if that piece of information that you've read or looked at on tiktok or wherever is something that isn't happening on tiktok for the record i don't know if you do it's like that shit's too weird for me but we probably should <laughs> yeah. because of, you know it's it's in vogue kids we're missing out of the new pearl jam what the fuck are we doing Okay. I know, right? No, I mean it's just it's just short attention span stuff, and I I think that's a dangerous road to go to go down. To be honest, I, I'd like I'd rather keep my brain as as uh, open as possible rather I than. Completely agree, Alexander. However, I also want to say because I recently had this talk with another friend, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, you should do, you should go there, and so on." And my friend was like, "What?" And then this coach friend of his said something like, "Yeah, don't you know?" 90% of my customers or whatever are now from TikTok. And because one would think, oh, it's only, you know, people with goldfish attention spans. And that may be a large part of it, especially also because, as you may know, in China, they're actually showing uh, teenagers at science fairs and stuff like that. So there they, they weigh the algorithm completely differently. So it's also kind of a deliberate cultural subversion attack, let's say. 
but I just want to point out that to anyone who feels somehow attracted to it, everyone who does more interesting in-depth content that would make yourself empowered to just think critically about anything are actually really those that in a way, including us, Jim, actually, should get on there. Uh, not to post two-hour things, which you can't do anyways, but, you know, even just to access, you know, because you never know who finds the portal where, and those who really want to know, probably they will go on more underground platforms like Odyssey and so on, and, you know, find long videos about anything. Um, but still, just as an alternate perspective, um, I think it can also be interesting, and some of the also important or new topics get spread on TikTok as well. So just to put it neutrally, you know, I'm also more like, uh, but actually it can be seen in a different way. And I have a question for you though also, which is um, I also from all, you know, whether astrology, human design, gene keys, there's a million systems and they, many of them I find are incredibly accurate. But then I also often think of, especially also in relation to tarot, even if for whatever reason they later turn out not to be so accurate or to say it more accurately my definition of whatever i read is changing because every symbol in itself can be seen as holographic as well and can be seen from a completely different perspective so it may even appear after 10 years looking at my chart i have a completely different interpretation of it than when i first saw it yeah so there's this holographic aspect and then also the idea that even however this definition may change it's even just i think well worth to just understand tarot archetypes or zodiacal archetypes and planetary archetypes even just to understand just like you said how what all these energies that are in play and also just to get a feeling just like you said for how individual everyone is although there are generic patterns but there is such a great individuality and just learning ab about it no matter how correct i then define a chart to be or whatever it may be just understanding about it i think is incredibly helpful to just for imagination and to be able to deal and interpret and understand situations can you catch my drift i completely catch your drift and that's a very jupiterian concept really it's like um can we expand outside of this and say there really is no uh you, you don't know something until you've explored it more deeply and more fully and from different ways and the passage of time is what will do that you know your life will just do that so like you say you're going to have a different perspective on something in your chart you know 10 years later um and there are charts that capture that growth as well you know you have your progress chart and there isn't just this major chart and that's it and that's how you're going to be all your life kind of thing because how do you interpret progress charts compared to natal like I, that's one of the elements that made me struggle it's like oh shit i'm a progress virgo rising with a, I'm a leo now for the next you know whatever 25 years it's just so a it doesn't not, it's kind yeah, of like, is it almost like icing on a new cupcake the cupcake doesn't change the icing kind of shifts or how how do you kind of look at it that's um, a really good analogy actually yeah that's basically it so the easiest one the one that when we will feel the most is the moon so when your progressed moon changes signs, so ordinarily the moon will move through one sign every two and a, two and a half days. Um, mm -hmm. And so in your progressed chart, you spend two and a half years. We swap a day for a year. So you would look okay. at your natal chart and then you look at your progressions as well. And you're finding where there's like a collection of energy. Essentially what an astrologer is doing is they're just, they're looking at your natal chart and then they're adding in the transits and then they're adding in progressions. And then they're adding in 
all manner of different kinds of techniques that we use and where things start to shape up a theme that's how we can you know start to get predictive but just going back to an earlier point i think how these things can become overwhelming is when when we're not sure of our expectations of them it's like what are we looking to this thing as you know am i approaching tarot or kabbalah or astrology or religion or whatever any of these things am i approaching that as this is the answer that's going to fix everything in my world that's not right i think subconsciously that's what we're doing a lot of the time you know it's kind of like um you know uh what what am I doing here? And, and uh, this, this will it give gives me cohesion answer. to the narrative. I mean, like you were saying, we have to have, it seems fundamental. I've been listening to a lot of Jordan Peterson's um, old psychology classes with my Nana. Uh, and it's like, we're embedded in narrative, like no matter how you cut it. So archetypes are driving us and we embody story and you can't really get, even if you're a material scientist, reductionist or whatever, you know, an atheist, you're still embedded in a story of how things are and stuff. Um, I just realized my progressive moon is in Scorpio. And I'm like, of course I'm like, <laughs> not having a fun time really <laughs> sorry it's Scorpio, preparing really you for your pluto square gym <laughs> oh i i'm like what I, we'll talk at some point about this it's like i think i'm doing like it feels like i've how would i put it it feels like a city was built and i've dug under the city i don't want to destroy the city but i'm like redoing the foundations which is just a weird way to put it but it's like that's, whatever that's comes out of this i'm happy pluto's... about it'll be serious it's serious that's the best way to put it um anyway I don't know. I just kind of blew up my brain. I was like, "Did we answer? Did, did he ask you a question? Hi, who?" I don't know, I don't, okay, it's like spin but the yeah, bottle I here. That, it's like, I think where we were, where we were going with um with the kind of like the there is the short attention span thing, um that that is prevalent in oh, yeah. society. Um, I, I, I hesitate. I I see myself as an ambassador in a way for my chosen profession, which is astrology. And so I want to do it the best service that I can, because I really think that it's just so empowering and so helpful to so many people. And in my clients' lives, I see how much support it gives them um, that nothing else comes close to. So I want to be a strong ambassador for that. And you can't, you can't fit that into, you know, however many uh, you know, characters you're allowed on Twitter or whatever. It's very, very hard. Because people, people are just well, like. Well, I get oh. disciples, right? So the guy, the prophet rambles, and the other guy writes down the bullet points, and then says, "Hey, check this shit out." Or whatever. <laughs> the Ten or, Commandments, I mean, right? Yeah. All right. Or, or yeah. Oh, uh, it's tricky. It's tricky to navigate the waters, and not everyone's built for exactly the same. Um, obviously. Uh, no. shit. And oh, we have our free will. You it. know, this is the thing. Like our free will is meeting the influences. These, the, all these planets are doing is they're beaming an, a frequency at us. It's just an influence. It's not mm. making anything happen. It's influencing things. And there's a, a, a limited range of potentialities of how that will play out. But that's dependent upon how you and your free will meet that influence. And that's not something that you can say, well, this is definitely going to happen. You're going to you know, meet a tall, dark, handsome stranger on Thursday at six o'clock. It doesn't work like that. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people uh, have been deceived into thinking that that's what astrology is for is just to say what's going to happen 
well you're you're involved in that process otherwise what would be the point in you, <laughs> you know? what would be the point in being alive if you didn't have some say in it um mm. so the future is being created by how we're meeting the present now like how we're meeting the energies now is you know how we are determining oh okay well that then, then when that happens to that then we, we've got a better understanding of it and that's why i was saying earlier you know if you look back on stuff that's happened that's far easier to validate astrology mm -hmm. um and go oh yeah that was when you had your Saturn return this happened oh I see what happened there you know like just looking back over the Saturn transit through Aquarius that we've had through the pandemic Saturn is restrictions and it stress tests things and it's stress tested society you know the tribe of humanity is aquarius it's like oh we're, we're all together right we're all we've all got each other's backs and saturn's come along and it's just us with that idea and, and so we've come to the end of saturn and aquarius and gone shit <laughs> like we're not cohesive at all we're anything but we don't have each other's backs and we're not all singing from the same hymn sheets um you know there is there is diversity, but also there's there's been this huge limit on diversity. Aquarius represents, you know, what is unique about everyone. And I think it's made it very apparent that we've become homogenized. We have become duplicates, or, or there's been an attempt to just make us fit the machine, as it were. And people are crying out, like to be to have some freedom from that and to just freely be their authentic selves but because they've never had the opportunity to discover what that is because we don't know about ourselves from a very very young age we're just taught this is what you have to be uh, rather than let's find out who you are and then celebrate that it's more a case of well we don't really care you need to fit the machine you're going to be a ball bearing get on with it you know <laughs> um so we're, we're seeing this um, kind of outpouring of there's a desperate need for some kind of relevance, individual relevance. Um, and, and it's going to extremes of like, okay, how do I feel different and unique to everyone else? And people are going to more and more and more extreme lengths all the time in terms of, of carving out something that's like just specific to them. Um, so yeah, looking back on these transits and going, all right, what has the last two and a half years or, or whatever has been can be really helpful in terms of learning astrology, because it's just like, oh, fuck, yeah, I get it. Wow, that's amazing. And those, those wow, aha moments, that's when things really go deep, <laughs> tracks through all the limits. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely uh, helped me with that when we I went over my chart and just kind of random events in my life. You really did illuminate it. it. It didn't feel like I was hoping it would be true. It just felt like, oh, that's how all the dots connect. When you're in the present moment and looking forward, you don't really know the potential dots. Even if you're an astrologer, you don't like everyone's like, oh, my God, Jupiter, Saturn conjunction. Here it comes. And I don't think anybody had any clue we would have what went down happen necessarily like the pandemic and all that. Um but I, but in hindsight, it's like, it fits like a glove and holy shit. Um, well, astrologers so knew for a long time that this massive event was going to go down in, in March, 2020. I mean, all of those planets lining up at the end of Capricorn. And we knew that kind of like the likelihood 
was that it would be about breaking apart the current top-down system, redistributing power in some way, like breaking it apart. The um, world was going to change. Capricorn, right? Saturn and Pluto. Change and transformation of the structures. The bones are going to melt. It's like uh, in Harry Potter, the bone grow stuff. It's like, oh, they all shattered, but now we're going to grow back. And it's, it's not a comfortable <laughs> yeah. process. Let, let's let's show the shadow side of, of what's gone on here, but also let's let's unify the world in this massive, massive mission that we have to just say, all right, can we just stop with this with this um, Capricornian desire to to just exploit for material gain? I'm not saying that's what Capricorn's all about, but you know, in this context, yeah, Emperor card season or card on this episode. Yeah, the emperor has he wants to fucking put a chessboard down and not have a jungle. I mean, he's about order, right, or whatever. There's yeah. a shadow to that. It's like there I'm gonna is. kill all the animals and the plants, and I don't care. I want my uh, yard or whatever. Well, power corrupts, right? Yeah. And 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 things. The thing about Capricorn and Saturn energy is Saturn likes things to stay the same. We get. We've talked about reality, and Saturn essentially is what creates reality because what Saturn says is keep things the same, keep doing that, keep keep things the way they've always been. Um, it's strong. It stood the test of time for a reason. You know, don't change. Um, and and that's kind of like what reality is really essentially is just the widely accepted norm. Saturn normalizes things like it's norm like porn. They take porn for an example. You know, when I was growing up, like boys had a, a magazine or something, and it was just it was so so tame. And if 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 you'd shown someone back then what young men are growing up with, or young women as well are growing up with now they would be like that's crazy are you mad but it's become normal because it's just been the widely accepted it stood the test of time you know this is okay we do this now so saturn has this effect of of normalizing um things that that might otherwise be kind of shocking so we it's like how do you boil a frog right you, you just do it really you turn the temperature up really gently and then it doesn't really notice so, and that's the case with Capricorn and Saturn. It's like these power dynamics have been in place for such a long time. Um, we're all just okay with it. We're all a bit like, yeah, yeah, well, that's just the way things are. <laughs> and and we we tolerate, you know, we tolerate so much. And that's that's to our discredit a lot of the time, you know, what we're capable of tolerating. Um, resilience. You keep eyeing the chart. Is there something you want to tell us about right now? No, it's just a force of habit. <laughs> okay, you know, it's not a bad habit. Uh-oh, Saturn in the house. It's like, oh, this this method yeah. works. These genes work. We're not going to mutate too much. Um, yeah, so so that collapse, and, and with Jupiter's involvement, that meant that it would be global. The um, yeah, the big deal. Yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of like, look, can we just stop the whole freaking capitalist exploitation hierarchy bullshit? It's not working. It's not helping us. It's not where we need to go. We need to break this all apart and go, all right, let's start again. So it's like this defining moment. It's like, can we just draw a line under this shit show and, and come up with something better? Because Aquarius is like experimentation and genius and pushing the boundaries and progress and evolution and excitement and great ideas. So it's kind of like saying, look, let's break apart the old ways and come up with some really cool new ones. Um, 
And so in 2023, with Pluto kind of hovering between the, the breaking apart of the old and the... I'm pessimistic Pluto. about it. You're more optimistic sounding. I'm more like, oh, here come the Terminators. And like, they'll not kill you if you have Bitcoin, I guess. Or, you know, whatever. And it's like, something I don't I'd know. like to tie this into, because you said it's about the breaking down of the top-down structure. I completely agree. However, it almost appears as if it was also, let's say, the start of the end in terms of the, the structure once again tries to centralize even more because now from certain points of view you talk about redistribution of power or wealth one some could argue oh it's happening but it's totally going to the top even stronger but this could also just be the prelude to then the whole thing failing and i don't know you know the gold raining down let's say but <laughs> i think you get yeah, yeah i hear you totally and this is this is what i was talking to before you know Astrologers knew this was coming up. This, for me, felt like a really great opportunity. It says this is a massive opportunity for all of the world just to get together. We were literally, we were literally sent to our rooms to go and think about how we're behaving. Like the world went into lockdown. Like no one's doing anything. Everyone stop. We've got this wrong. Whoa, let's just start again, kind of thing. Uh, so that was a brilliant opportunity. And wherever Jupiter is, there's an opportunity. And, uh, and, and even in Pluto, you know, the Chinese word for crisis is, is opportunity as well, because there is, when something falls apart, then that's a wonderful opportunity to, to put it back together in a better way. Um, so there is like a bit of a, a Piscean kind of optimism there, but how, our, how we've met that opportunity to me has been quite disillusioning, disappointing, um, because essentially we haven't really used that opportunity some people have used that opportunity they've, they've exploited that opportunity and i don't think that's the people that i would have wanted to you know a lot more power has gone into the hands of people that already had it because they're the people who see the opportunities and exploit them unfortunately yes and we're, and we're too busy fighting about wearing fucking masks right it's like it's really not the point this is a story. This is just a storyline for something bigger in the background that's trying to happen. And we get caught up in the story and the theater of it. So the planets are trying to say, we've got our organization wrong. Let's organize ourselves better. But we just got caught up in the story of how that's happening. And then we lost the whole meaning behind it. And here we are with the consequences of that. Um, that we're, we're seeing around us, you know, the consequences of taking vaccines, for example, um, you know, because Which we're people... loudly against largely Raphael more. So I, I'm just ambivalent. No, basically what, what I kind of want to say, and one can always construe it that way, but what is possible to me is almost like the system or decentralization is overdoing itself. And I would agree. I would have wanted, you know, two years ago, everyone stand up. We're done with this, you know, BS fake government stuff and everything let's organize ourselves let's feed each other and be friendly you know and and get out all the technologies and whatever that was sequestered all the information and you know we can live well from eating herbs from the forest or something no problem this didn't happen to a large extent but I'm kind of wondering if that's not also part of the necessary process in the larger scheme that only have a small fraction that's galvanizing and really getting more into it and understanding there is a point why they've maybe already before been strange or just waking up to, through that crisis but that this is and the rest is almost ossifying even more centralizing even more 
but this is just how would you say it the death rows or something death woes or death yeah. Row. Got it. so yeah. i would and also prefer a different picture but i think that this may well be you know part of the larger process that ultimately will be very beneficial and maybe even more thorough dare i say than if it was would have gone even smoother which i prefer as a libra let's say but you know <laughs> you didn't get your way Raphael. It's like the emperor having no clothes. It's let's like see. it's a lot I'm easier when he's house with no gym. clothes. Yeah, yeah, true. Okay, we're in your dream. I forgot. No, I'm kidding. Um, so yeah, no, um, I hear, like, I really hear you, Raphael. It, it it is like um, and I love the the Libra kind of of take on on like looking at both sides of the coin and actually perhaps it it will end up being better in the long run, and as always, like time will tell. Um, my my. At the center of my chart, I have the yin and the yang here because essentially what, what we're aiming to do is, is balance, right? It's harmony and balance. Um, and unfortunately for me, I feel like the, the current structure or the current normal way of life um, that we've created is, is so far out of balance. It's just ridiculously unhealthy. Um, and I, I, there's just so much unnecessary suffering in the world. Like, there doesn't need to be anyone starving. Like, how can we, how can we be okay with that? Like, this is not. A, how can we consider that we are a successful species when literally, like, one or two percent of the world's population is in a refugee camp? You know, this isn't working. If what we're working towards is something that we've all agreed upon, and I just don't think that we that we have um so it's good pluto and aquarius is going to be extremely interesting it's going to make some really interesting aspects as well um on the journey but for the, the rest of this year essentially we're in the death throes like you say Raphael, of kind of like the old thing is trying to cling on the past is trying to cling on and say no 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 you, you need to keep things the way they are and you know the men in suits need to run the world still um and uh and then the aquarius thing is like oh yeah but <laughs> maybe maybe we could uh, replace replace that with something um alternative uh, like innovative, alternative, yeah. uh or yeah. artificial artificial intelligence and and the digital um realm but and this is why i think it's very very pertinent at this moment that saturn is just finishing off and he's really really presenting us with here's the consequences of ai we've had the world wide web for 30 years you've had it have you grown up has it learned to be self-regulating does it have any discipline does it have any boundaries is it humble is it you know reliable all of these things and i think the answer is a big fat no and yet right. we're about to we're about to go even further with it and um, i think we're running before we can walk a little bit um so we, we I think was... nothing against Kim Kardashian, but it's like when they're the world like influencing, it, it's a weird situation. Uh, I'm not even trying to pick on her, but it's like a world, okay. it's, it's, it's a birth pang, right? So it's like having a, I've never had a child, obviously, but it's like, it's not fun, but it's necessary. And it seems, cause I try to keep that. I mean, that's the positive polarity of this all where it's like, this has to occur. It sounds like, I mean, in a weird way, it sounds like you're like, we're not learning. We don't have to do it this way. Sometimes I'm like, it, it's almost like what Raphael was saying, where it's like, um, the more grotesquely obvious something is like, you know, what comes to mind is the black hole sun music video, like where all their faces are stretching and shit. It's like, that's so bizarre and weird and off that it, 
you know, it didn't have, it was subtle at first, but towards the end, it's like disturbing, uh, essentially. Um, and I think that's maybe the limit. I mean, like I was saying earlier, it's like the emperor has no clothes in his like living room. And, you know, maybe his butler is like, oh, this is awkward. But when you get to the world stage and everyone's playing that game, it's like it becomes more egregious, I guess. And and maybe that's it's almost like Star Wars. It's like, you know, Jedi were creating order and all this stuff. This get, gets in your yin yang a little. But it's like there's a balance to the force. And so it seems like we've gone way too emperor on things. Um, and now we're going to have to feminize but it isn't like a combating like feminism and all it gets tricky i mean obviously identity politics and all this kind of stuff gets tricky so i'd like to think that we're exactly where we need to be but that doesn't mean it's comfortable um, no growing and, pains and if you hurt. Think about, yeah when you think about the times in your own life where you've done the most personal growth it's never been the times when you've been having a gay old time is it like it's not not typically no, it's usually through the, the, the struggles. That's where we are put in touch with the buried resources within us. That's what Pluto is. It's our buried treasure. It's our buried power. Um, and it takes these huge challenges to be able to find them. And that's why I, I would put a more positive slant on that Pluto square that you've got coming up or any Pluto transit, you know, or Saturn transit for that matter. It's um, we've become pleasure addict our capitalist society that always wants to sell us something like all the time that lasts a very short time preferably so you have to buy another one it, it we just want pleasure all the time a hit of pleasure quick pleasure instant We're all results. dope heads dopamine heads now yeah, basically exactly yeah. we need our hit we're junkies and uh and and these are the planets that say hey you know play the long game play the long game and you're going to get really lasting results beyond mm -hmm. this lifetime with pluto um you know so it's it's really sensible to just pay attention to the messages that they're trying to give us but pluto will pluto will put you in touch with stuff that you perhaps have been trying to work out for several lifetimes if you really if you meet the, if you meet the opportunity within that transit fully um and see and, and apply the meaning to it of you know the love and light brigade really pissed me off not just because i have so much pluto in my chart but it's like it's just bypassing we did not come here just to work out how to just be perpetually happy and then die like what's the point you know, did you ever life in the pursuit of happiness, right? I mean, the American kind of ideals, yeah. like I was actually debating that with my Nana today because uh, we saw some video or whatever. Of, um, so this gets tricky because I'm not judging it, but I was like, I understand. Okay. So it was basically a transsexual woman who was a man who is basically like, I'm a wolf. And it, it was like, I, you know, it got, it gets into like high imaginational stuff. And I, at one level, I'm like, this is a really interesting embodiment of life as art sure like if they want to do this trip that's they're good they're doing it but then it gets into like it, uh, it hits the system i mean it, it, there's this friction where it's like how are you going to explain that to this like i said uh, uh because to my nana i was like that's a constitutional right the pursuit of happiness that's that individual's pursuit of happiness right by their definition to like kind of go down this really weird um journey um but that doesn't mean it translates to the to the masses or something like that so it's like this weird place where people are like everybody wants to be it's kind of age of aquarius stuff everybody's like got tribal tattoos and doing all the weird shit but it's like it's but who's really authentically doing that versus just being weird for weird sake um, weird for weeks weird sake is kind of the shadow side of aquarius because as i was right. saying earlier, everyone wants to understand 
and be seen for their own unique individual qualities like what did you come to this planet for why why are you here what's unique about you and because we're, we're not given the opportunity to explore that and because astrology and things like that that help you do it have been occulted on purpose to stop that happening on purpose <laughs> in order to have more control over us i strongly believe um you know people are desperate to try and be oh it becomes like anything that isn't the mainstream therefore must be right and then all right and i have an issue that gets tricky i mean all of a sudden you're doing things out of reaction as opposed to response it's like it's trickier you're not thinking things through it's like i mean this this has happened right um even well i won't have to go into a deep but it's like screw corporate media uh let's do our own thing kind of thing and there's a it's tricky right it's and that's the that watchword for my whole life it's complicated right um Exactly. Babies and bathwater. There's so much like, uh, and, and again, when we, we're going through very Plutonian times, there's this polarizing binary baddies versus goodies extremes. You're either there or you're here. And actually life happens in the gray area in between the extremes and no one's really very comfortable being there. Um, you know, we want these immediate, gratifying, instant, extreme, powerful hits of stuff, you know, and so we're kind of like trained that way. But it's actually, you know, um, the, the boring stuff in the middle, the gray areas in between, that's where we really craft um, the human experience. I think that's where all the, the good stuff goes down really um in the in the boring unexciting stuff a lot of the time you made me think of forrest gump a little where it's like jenny is the impulse driven person right i mean you've seen forrest gump i'm imagining the guy who wrote that book is from the town i'm in right now so it's like a big oh, deal here but anyway fairhope alabama or nearby here greenbow alabama is where he's from anyway but the point being um forrest gump is living in the gray although he's necessarily a part of big pivots in society like he was at this thing you know it's like he's unaware of it he's unself-aware so he's kind of in the gray fundamentally by accident, whereas Jenny's pursuing, you know, the sexiest guy or the hardest drug or whatever. And it's got dire consequences. I mean, at the end, it's like she's kind of the bad guy. She lived very selfishly. And that's kind of the dark side, I guess, of new age and kind of hippie things where I'm not against it because Raphael has ecstasy as, as a life purpose um, in the Gene Keys. I do not. I have silence, I think is mine. So uh, it's, it's always funny to me uh, because I'm, he's always like, just do whatever, man. Like he's a Libra, right? So I'm like, bro, you've seen me smoke a drink and I'm not myself when I'm that way. I want to be able to partake, but I can't, I have no self-control. It's a whole trip. But I guess what I'm rambling towards is like, good things are awesome when they're valued. Like if you just kind of overdo it, you lose the buzz and then you have to go harder. So all of a sudden, I mean, you're you're doing... You end up with a society of people who are like, and this isn't exactly why, but it's like, you know, transsexual wolves or whatever's going on. It's like they're needing to get their fix through individuation because of a uh, of a reaction to the conforming, but they're doing it in such an extreme way that is it even authentic to them ultimately, or is this a phase? I don't need to get into that rabbit hole, but um, I think it's, I think you see what I'm saying. <laughs> I totally get what you mean. And it's a really interesting topic to observe at the moment, because I really feel like this is a teeny, 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 weeny, tiny minority group within the global population. For sure. And there are a lot 
of minority groups within the global population. So why is this one being the one that, you know, the authorities and everyone are so adamant that everyone has to... That's the narrative of choice right now, yeah. I and mean, on the, on the positive polarity, it's like, it's their time to shine. Kind of like, I don't know, black rights in the 60s or something, or women's rights. Like, there's a time for certain paradigms to shift, but at the same time, it feels force-fed, and like, you're the bad guy if you don't agree. And trust that a, feeling, because intuitively, yeah. I feel like this is um this is being exploited, that minority are being exploited in order to normalize the idea of changing what we see as the human form. So... In a, in a, when Saturn finishes Pisces in a couple of years' time, it's going to join together with Neptune at the Aries point. So the Aries point is the very, very first degree of the zodiac. That's mm. the point where spirit enters the human body and we become a human being. Neptune dissolves and morphs things, all right? It, it unboundaries things, so it makes us extremely vulnerable. Um, and Saturn is, you know, it's, it's, it has an agenda. <laughs> it has an, uh, um, a, a more of a power agenda, essentially. And um, I have concerns leader in Pinocchio. It's like, I love you, Pinocchio. Please join my circus. I'm going to control you. Uh, there's an agenda, like you're saying. Yeah, I think it's normalizing the idea that how we have thought of what it is to be a human being is something that is fluid and changeable. And particularly when you consider, you know, transhumanism and mm -hmm. the, you know, the power that alternative, uh, the artificial intelligence and all of these kind of like run before you can walk progressions into the technological era in, in the hands of the people who have been running the show up till now and has got us to this place, I'm not sure, you know, that's like, uh, you know, giving a bunch of toddlers a car. It's not, it's not, it's not the car's fault. There's nothing inherently wrong with, with technology or artificial intelligence or anything, but it's in whose hands. And mm. I, I have great concerns about how little say um, the global population have been given in this this way that we are are being sort of guided to evolve, and I have some cynicism around why this particular minority group, out of all of the minority groups that are, who specifically want to change the human body um, and and the the whole identity. Aries is me, the man. Who am I? What is my identity? Um, you know, when Neptune goes in there, Neptune has a dissolving quality. It's just going to be like, oh, you thought humans looked like this. Well, let's dissolve all of that. <laughs> mm. um, you know, well, that's potentially great. We could become something much better. But also, you know, with Saturn alongside, Saturn tends to have more of a malefic effect. So it will, it may also herald a time of there being, of, of a, understanding what the consequences are of the fact that we've been unboundaried and that we've been too open and too fluid that's what pisces neptune is fluid so when we talk about gender fluidity we're going into a whole time of potentially oh, everything about what it is to be human could be presented to us as being fluid um which could be on the one hand a liberating thing for some and a very yeah. luciferian agenda kind of thing on the other words like you know I'm even we're thinking, just making even here i don't know the exact astrological timing on the fluidity part right now 
but even here because so oftentimes I'm wondering about this I believe it's a J.R.R. Tolkien quote the idea that the negative polarity or whatever force whether it's a force out of pure stu stupidity whether it's a you know Gnostic necessity or whatever but that this type of force actually cannot create anything original out of itself and this would of course confirm the idea of course because I've seen different videos this has been planned for 50 years most likely what went down and many other things but it's also clear that they chose for whatever reason or for their astrological reasons this particular uh, point in time space right so um I completely lost the first point I wanted to make I'm sorry we were talking about fluidity. The most conducive window right. for pushing this agenda. Right. So basically just asking, because we talk about, you know, I'm a attack helicopter or something. And maybe this actually points to a real true immense potential we have to, you know, be, I would say, fully human, actually, or whatever this means right now. But the the degree of extreme change in this case is not towards something as it is presented that may be absurd, like, you know, I feel like I'm a helicopter today. But the, the degree of it points to a potential that is real. And that would probably more be like, oh, we can all be telepathic. We can all actually remember, you know, why we're here, you know? You see what I'm saying? And I'm almost thinking that this could be like a masking of that and an attempt at a diversion because there is a lot of potential because this force by itself generally would not even be able to create momentum. They can just put their mask on it and then trying to say that's what it is. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it pretty much all starts now, Raphael, to be honest, with, with Saturn going into Pisces, and in fact, the, the, the last lunation we had, with Saturn going into Pisces, it's co-present with Neptune, like straight away. Um, but essentially, that, that conjunction at the Aries point, which is such a sensitive point, that's 2026. So, and we're leading up to that, essentially, as of Saturn ingressing Pisces on the 7th of March. Um, so we're in that space now. And, and this is a time of Pisces season is when we prepare for a new beginning. The new beginning comes at Aries at the spring equinox. So this is the time to be prepping and going. And a lot of people are going to get very kind of disillusioned and depressed by the, the loss of reality. So what we've all um, created from the chaos of life is an accepted norm of, of, of what it's all about. All right. The reason we're here is to go to school, get a job, buy things, get married, play golf and die. Um, and everyone's just kind of conforms to that because it's too hard to think of anything else, really. That would require some personal responsibility. And we're not big fans of that. We've been encouraged to give that away. So. Mm you know we're going to go through this time of when Pisces is just going to dissolve the you know we've already we've got a huge time of there being a mistrust an inherent sense of mistrust in the system and in the structure for a huge number of people actually bigger than I think they let on <laughs> um like nine out of ten monkeys are not happy right now basically <laughs> I think most people are just like what the fuck and then it's yeah. like tonight's news is uh, keep yeah. buying lottery tickets and yeah gas prices uh, inflation i mean it's like the the story isn't 
at some point we're going to rip out of the fucking madhouse here i mean it's well, and, or, you know, and pisces is the madhouse and it's the place where we try and escape reality and when saturn comes along it's just going hey guess what reality's here like <laughs> there is no escape <laughs> so all these Very people flew over like, the cuckoo nest yeah like, it's like oh. we, don't, we don't watch the news anymore we just turn that off and we're just i'll just focus on my own little bubble and da 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 nah that's I, that's not going to cut it with saturn and pisces it's going to be like you know that there, there is no escape actually there is no escape and so that's going to require us i think to do some really hard work on working out for ourselves what is the meaning of life if it isn't just the buy stuff get married have kids die thing then what is it so there's going to be a lot of lost souls and a lot of people feeling the weight of the responsibility of having a spirit like saturn and pisces the responsibility of being a spiritual being is just going to find people for the first time in their lives i think um, because everything out there has stopped having the answers or the answers they're giving are just like, well, that doesn't register anymore. So who do I turn to? Well, of course, God, high, higher power. That's where we always go, right? And there is a spiritual void, void in our culture that's kind of aching um, for some attention. So I think Saturn's going to sort of rub our noses in, in that one a little bit. Um, and I'm, I'm hopeful that that will enable people to strengthen um, and have a little bit more respect, which is a Saturnian thing, for the sacredness of humanity. Um, because it is a miracle. We're all miracles. This is what I've said recently to my group of, of followers. We're, I love that video. We're an absolute fucking miracle. The fact that, you know, this little baby was born and that was you and it could do all this stuff is fucking amazing. Um, and we're only like 2% different to chimps genetically. You know, just this tiny little tip in our favor and we think we're so great. It's hilarious. But, um, you know, it's we are a miracle and we should have some respect for that. And, and living small, living in this way that we've been told to live, doesn't respect that it doesn't honor that sacredness to us um and i think the people that, that i would like to see and i would like to facilitate in some way um a greater level of hard work being put into our spiritual selves at this mm -hmm. time and a and a, a a better honoring of the sacredness because then when people come along and they say, oh, hey, you know your sacredness, would you mind if I just stick an experimental thing in there that might have consequences that we don't know about, but hey, like, no. We, we need to develop some boundaries around our, our, our spirit um, because we've become too laissez-faire with it all. Um, and I think that that's something that, that could have dire consequences when Neptune and Saturn meet up. The dream will become deferred for sure at some point. I, it's going to be interesting. I, like, it's an apocalypse of some sort, an aeon shift. I don't know how you want to frame it, but it's like things are not okay in Kansas. The tornado's no. ripping through. We might end up in a colorful fucking dream with, you know, poppy fields or whatever. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's tricky to know how to do it. So what in your mind is, I mean, you were saying you want to help facilitate people to be mature. What if you could like close your, you know, third eye and project in the future, what, where are you wanting to go personally? Not necessarily exactly in the world, but sure, you could say that. Or 
you know, what is your dream as a Pisces in these changes um, to facilitate the said changes? I think for me, it's just reminding people and keeping the dialogue going around spirituality and the fact that we are so much more than our avatar that we all live through these days, um, you know, and just hold space for people to be able to perhaps for the first time in their life, explore a deeper side of themselves that culture doesn't encourage or facilitate in any way. Um, people are going to be massive. There's going to be a lot of bubbles bursting, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of disillusionment. Um, and that's a very vulnerable space. Pisces is where we can be a victim of our own naivety, our own innocence, our own sweetness and our own lack of boundary. And a lot of people are going to kind of, well, you see it already with the vax, right? Buyer's remorse on that. Like, oh my God, why did I do it? Why did I put it in my body? How do I get it out? You know, um, there's going to be a lot of that kind of thing going on. And um, I think... For, for those of us in in a position of of having already gone through that and worked with it a little bit I think almost we have a, a responsibility and a duty which is another Saturnian thing to the fact that we are all are connected spiritually like we do better when everyone else does better like it's in our own interests for other people to do well and to feel good and to be healthy and to have a, a sense of meaning and purpose to their lives is good for all of us. Um, and you spread that word rather than that we must compete with each other and we must fight with each other. And if they're doing well, then you're doing bad. That kind of narrative is something that we need to, to do our little bit to discourage. Um, and so that's essentially where I kind of focus my work and also connecting back to the natural rhythms and cycles of life so my aim is to buy land in portugal england's getting a bit crazy we've got these 15 minute cities springing up where you what does that mean well <laughs> in a nutshell yeah in a nutshell they are exploiting the climate crisis as a as an excuse to be more authoritarian this is my personal view no, um, i get that yeah, I just, not, uh, you've never even heard of this. I saw you posting about it and I was like, what the heck is this like? What a parking meter city? How does this work? What is going on? Yeah, essentially, it's like number plate recognition. Everyone's in a 15 minute zone and you're not allowed to leave your 15 minute zone other than certain permitted times and for a certain number of, of days a year. I think it's 100 at the moment. And it's it's the, under the guises of, you know, it'll carbon cut down stuff. On yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Right. Well, I don't know if freedom was ever a thing, but now it surely is not. <laughs> it's like, and it hey, should, it should be, be what the fuck, right? And it's not, Jim. This is the crazy thing. It's not. It's there's like a tiny, tiny, tiny section of people who are like, what the fuck, and everyone else is just like, oh, okay. Most yeah. people are watching Netflix or saying, hey, I don't have COVID. I guess give me an eighth booster or whatever. I mean, yeah, the, the yeah. Trans I don't watch the fully news. Engaged. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, I don't watch the fucking news, but that's because I'm willfully ignorant at this point. Um, there you go. <laughs> Raphael, did you want to, yeah, I mean, I own it. It's like, hey, I read a lot of Warhammer 40k <laughs> books. I don't even fucking look at the stars like you do right now. I'm just like, what will be Kesara, Sarah? Like, I don't know how to impact it. It feels like a tsunami. <laughs> it's, it's like wearing a little um, Speedo in a fucking like duck, you know, rings, pool ring around me. And then here comes the tsunami. And I'm just like, what am I supposed to even do? Like, 
really though. Like I'll try to hold, <laughs> I'll try to hold my breath, but I mean, I can't yeah, swim for I you, you and I can barely swim myself. So, um, but this is the thing. This is what I'm saying. I think Sasson in Pisces is going to be that like reality is going to cut into any, any way that we're trying to escape it. And, mm -hmm. and it's going to filter in because ultimately we are all connected. So the collective pool of consciousness has a vibration. So we're going, like, we're going to feel that vibration of what's happening out there. Like whether we're listening to it on and hearing it and Our seeing it, screaming. a lot of people are fucking suffering. We're going to not be able to just do Grubhub and Netflix forever. Like it's just, yeah. things are going to hit. I get it. Yeah. And what's weird is like convenience isn't bad. It's just don't idolize it. Um, gender identity isn't bad. Don't make that your fundamental point of perspective. Psychedelics are cool. You can't just trip every day, all day, and not function like your bowel. You know, you have to, your DNA will be all fucked up. If you're, I imagine if all you do is eat acid every day, it probably isn't a good situation. <laughs> Though John Lennon, I think, did it, but he didn't turn out. I mean, he had a heroin phase because he blew out the light bulbs or whatever, you know? So it's like, okay. Um, I guess he had also the privilege to do that. And then it even gets into like, he might have been a psyop ultimately anyway, but I don't want to get into that. Um, but yeah, Saturn, in event, it's interesting this conversation because Saturn and Jupiter are what we call the societal planets. They're what shape society. So we had them coming together, the great conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter um, a, a couple of years ago. And they work together because Jupiter has this expansive um, influence on us. It's more, 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 like let's do more, let's learn more, let's have an adventure, like there's no limit. And Saturn's very humbling and it says, whoa there, hold on. You can't just party um, perpetually. You also have to eat some vegetables and go to sleep and do some like stuff. So they, those two planets need to kind of like be in a, a balance of, you know, not too much excess and not too much restriction. And we're trying to find the Goldilocks kind of um, sweet spot with society. Um, and yeah, at the moment, I feel like we just have the shadow side of both coming out. <laughs> There's a lesson in there, I guess. It's funny because with Saturn, I'm always like that Snape and um, Jupiter is Dumbledore or whatever. <laughs> so it's like, you know, he's like, Harry, yes, you win. Have my Phoenix. I love you. Come on up to my office. Or, you know, it's like more, 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 more. Um, and Snape's yeah. like, fuck you. I did karma for your mother. I don't even like you, really. You know, it's like, I'll die yeah. for you. But uh, sure, fuck you. Um, Anyway, it's a tricky trip. Uh, is I, We could start winding down if you would like. Um, is there anything that we haven't addressed? I'd love to get you back on because I know that you weren't mentally probably ready to try to give your biography. Maybe I should have been more explicit about that. I was like, I want to know who's, you know, open the oyster and see the pearl. And you're like, I just want to talk about the astrology. And it's like, all right, cool. Uh, but you did well. I, I appreciate you opening up and giving us a kind of understanding of who you, who you are and where you came from to some degree. Um, I should just look at your chart, really. But uh is there anything that you haven't said that you want to address or Raphael, is there anything, you know, that you have queries about uh, while we got her here? I just, I just wanted to touch on something with Raphael actually, because. Oh yeah. He's a funny cat. Talk away <laughs> about him. Cause the people usually this talk is... about me and I'm like, he's funnier than me. <laughs> in, this in is one way. of the synchronicities that I often find with astrology is that what's taking place in the sky will often show up in the people that show up in my life. Um, what we have right now, you may, I don't, you're looking at this, the sky perhaps at night over there. I don't know if people are noticing Venus and Jupiter conjunct in the My sky. My brother right mentioned now. it. He's like, what two stars are together? I was like, it's cloudy. I don't know. And then I looked and it's like, oh yeah, those are planets, bro. Um, anyway. 
yeah. it's venus and jupiter so it's, it's mm. a big deal right now um jupiter is meeting up with chiron fun the wounded healer you know our perennial sore spot of where we feel like we're not good enough um but they have a lot in common like mythologically chiron was a centaur and he was a teacher and a healer and he had this an incurable wound um but then you pinged over Raphael's chart to me and Raphael, you actually have this in your natal chart. Um, you have Jupiter conjunct Chiron. And I just wondered if you were aware of that and if you could speak to it at all, or if that would be of any interest to your audience. I don't know, Jim. Just interested. I'm interested. Yeah. Sure. So I mean, basically, if you don't know, Jupiter's expansion and like more, 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 how do you like it? And Chiron's like, I'm here's my deep cut. So it's like, you got to. I mean, if you want to kind of bullet point it, it's like, Raphael, is it in Aries or where is his? Natally, cancer. not cancer. cancer. All right. So like you might have big uh, family wounds, mother wounds, that kind of stuff, self-nurturing wounds um, that you've overcome. Because I know, I don't know him personally. I haven't met Raphael yet, but I know he had a life before drugs and after drugs, I think. <laughs> better to say. It's like he was kind of a corporate, not a square, but I think he was like more like a brick in the wall. And then he kind of started smoking weed and channeling and is not that guy anymore clearly so anyway uh rafael if you understand the archetypes tell us what you feel yeah so basically i would maybe uh, alexandra could you give a timing to that like in terms of particular years where it would affect me in particular because some things like you know uranus return every which... like your jupiter returns so every 12 years there we go through a like a leveling up a maturation point um with Jupiter, there can often be like a, a, a need to um, <laughs> to reach a wider audience. So it can be the philosopher or the teacher or the guru or the mentor. This is what Jupiter represents. And, and alongside Chiron, there can be a need to kind of like get the word out there about healing and the different ways that we can heal and learn about healing um, and, and be kind of like a teacher of a teacher healer combined kind of if thing. If I hear Sheila Deet one more time, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, 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 I can grab it. No, so, certainly in, in a certain sense, it's interesting because ultimately I would say this certainly has been a core interest of mine, how to share that type of information, also wherever it may lead with all the Scorpio aspects and so on. And this is both on the mental and belief system sphere or, sphere or the world simulation, you know, breaking away from that to be able to be more healthy in thought, in mind and so on. Same thing with any type of material idea, emotional idea, more woo-woo ideas about healing. So certainly has been, I would see the main focus or everything else kind of is surrounding and supporting that idea from in terms of what is interesting or exciting to me. That's certainly been, I would say, a very consistent theme. Again, whether it's about universal law or whether it's about eating particular types of herbs or whatever it may be. So, Yeah, I mean, cancer rules our our emotion because it's ruled by the moon so it, it speaks to our emotional kind of programming like our subconscious habitual programming that we may have acquired in our upbringing in our home and family life um, but also there's an ancestral link there's a historical link as well so ancestral healing and that kind of thing um, may may be something of, of interest too um, but it's really good because with Saturn moving into Pisces because Pisces is a fellow water sign of cancer. Saturn will create what we call a trine aspect. 
to, to that part of your chart in the next couple of years. And that's really going to help to crystallize it and, and give it some real like uh, integrity. Bones. Yeah. Yeah. It's really going to solidify that and strengthen it and just help you like really pull it all together and put it out there. So I'm excited for you. You're going to be the golden goose of Shilajit. He's going to poo Shilajit and we're going to all buy it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, he's been, he's so full of Shilajit that now he has some to give like a, like a cow's milk. Um, in any event. Yeah. If there, I, I don't know, Raphael, we got to geek out on your chart sometime We uh, do more. I mean, it, we just never, we tend to drive by these things. And then I, I get self-conscious from like, I know you don't want to just sit there and talk about our charts. Um, but it's always fun to become aware of oneself that much more. And you love doing this shit anyway, Alexander. So whatever, you don't care. This is like passing a joint to you. You're just like, whatever, here, give me that. And we're, we're, I'm just like, I don't want, this is high THC content. Be careful. Like, I don't know if you can handle this. Um, <laughs> in any event, so. You are uh, such an of... Pisces at this point, Jim. <laughs> the oh, fun yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, I'm not, well, it's tricky because it's like, it's my, I don't know. I'm, it's it's learning. It's learning. I mean, it's like it's not. You can't be Captain Von Trapp. You don't want to squash the party so much that you ruin the inner child. But at this, yeah. Now Jim froze. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a sign, right? It's yeah, a sign from the universe. <laughs> so now, Jim, you're back. I don't we even know. I just said uh issues with the website or something so i was like oh shit i don't know what i was even saying don't worry about it captain von trap and fraulein maria stuff sound of music it's near vienna salzburg i guess um yeah no it's a, it's a it's a wreck for me basically it's just like have fun but be responsible that's exactly kind of yeah that's the jupiter saturn piece right it's like expand but have well, a healthy respect you can't things you can't just wand everybody any which way it's like there's there's limits there are limits um and we tend to think i mean it's very easy to become icarus and just fly 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 it's like your wings will melt um so this is it there's and this limit. is this is what saturn and its limits is about you know everyone thinks like saturn's a bad guy and he just wants to stop everything and and piss you off he's not he's trying to teach a healthy respect for things uh, he's trying to um, help you live a longer life. You know, if you do weight-bearing exercise, Saturn is heavy and he rules the bones. Weight-bearing exercise strengthens the bones. It makes us stronger. And, and that's the way looking. The way that I teach astrology is that there is no good and bad planets. You know, I've had shitty, shitty things happen with Jupiter and really awesome things happen with Saturn. It's just how you're meeting it with mm. with your um, interpretation and what you choose to channel from that planet. Um, if you want to channel doom and gloom from Saturn, you can, or you can go, well, actually, it's teaching me about being mature and, and being able to last through life because I haven't burned myself out by the time I'm 30 partying. Um, so, yeah. I heard that. That was not a personal attack, but I felt that one. It's like, oh, shit. So was it. Because you know How me am too. I not dead? <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. It's like, Jesus, I'm sure I have five cancers and a liver issue, but no, I don't probably. Um, is there anything kind of in wrapping up? Like, uh, we put your website on um, the, we'll put it on the links, but if you want to mention that, how to get in contact with you, kind of what you're up to, and maybe it doesn't have to be your epitaph forever, but it's like a parting kind of thought that you want to leave us with. 
I mean, more than anything, I would just really love to say if any part of our conversation has sparked any interest in astrology for you, I don't care whether it's me or anyone else, just follow it because it's beautiful and it's empowering and it's incredibly, oh, it's just wonderful. And I do really feel like it's been stolen. It's been hidden from us for a reason to, to control us. And, and the more people who find their own power, um, the better chance we all have, I think, in navigating the next few years. So just, um, just go with it. If you want to reach out to me, I'm on most of my stuff's Facebook because I'm an oldie. <laughs> um, Jupiter Returns or at Astrology Empowerment. I do a little bit on Twitter, but it's not really my thing. Because, you know, to do justice to it, it takes a bit longer and it's a bit deeper and a bit juicier. Um, it's not just a quick hit. But yeah, um, find me. I'm not, do I'm not putting an awful lot out there right now because I'm floating around in a camper van uh, whilst I purchase some land in Portugal and hopefully set up some lovely astrology retreats um, that will be run during the solstices and equinoxes, which are real powerful points on the wheel of the year in order to recalibrate back into the, the natural rhythm and the Earth's frequency. And with Uranus and Taurus right now, <laughs> that might not mean anything to you, but we need to do that. We, need, we really, really need to get back to you know the, into our bodies into the earth into being grounded and really 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 practice uh having a bit more respect for our spiritual um nature um yeah that's about it really well that's what's up i really do appreciate you coming on and giving us time we got through the technical difficulties we made it we didn't somehow. drown or die somehow um, i'm gonna have the well, biggest the cliff right now <laughs> Well, you're you're good. Um, nothing's perfect, but we had fun, right? So, uh, I guess I I've been doing this. And I'm not gonna like make it a big thing, I don't think. But I have these little teas that have these um, yogi teas have these little quips on them, like quotes, and it says, "What belongs to you shall come to you." So we just have to be receptive and open to the river. Mercury's now in Pisces, as she's saying and stuff. It's like we gotta flow, but we have to. I mean, there's a you can drown and float down river, or you can swim. You might be Michael Phelps. There's a whole spectrum of ways to swim. So learn to swim, learn to swim, as Tool would say, because here comes some tsunamis. Oh, and, I um, love the tool. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, oh, that's a Pisces thing for sure. It's like a psychedelic rock, bro. But um, yeah, oh, if we could help out in any way with the uh, Portugal stuff, let me know. We'll talk. I mean, it's like, I, I imagine I'll be in Europe sooner than later just because I have so many friends over there. But um, anything, Raphael, that you want to capstone it with? No, just to confirm what you said, there is certainly must be something to astrology because supposedly JP Morgan said millionaires don't use astrology, billionaires do, and they'll have good reason for that. So there is some very relevant knowledge contained within. And yeah, thank you for sharing and revealing more of that and being such a, dare I say, splendid ambassador of those ideas. So thank you very much for <laughs> Thank you and thank you for bearing with my atrocious abilities with things with wires and buttons on <laughs> we get through it thank you very much good to meet you lovely take care bye we'll talk. adios all right jim thanks bye